There's nothing funnier than outraged Jeopardy fans. Hi, campers. Hi, welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison, and I said it first this time. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to Brag. throw you guys off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Megan, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm so good. I just had a slice of cheesecake for breakfast. Second Amazing. breakfast. Oh. I had a single cinnamon roll for first breakfast. So I'm wow. <laughs> really knocking it out of the park <laughs> you truly are i'm very jealous yeah. um that sounds incredible mm-hmm. yeah it's it's good i think i put one too many eggs in the cheesecake though when i made it yesterday so it's a little eggy eggy <laughs> yeah. well but we make do we make do yeah <laughs> so you know tell me something good what's up Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I have so much material for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've talked about this before in that um, all of the, since nothing is going on in the world, everything that I bring to the table when it comes to podcasting is just things I've read on Reddit. Sure. Um, And I, I thought of, or I found one the other day that may not appeal to anyone else on the in the world except for you. Okay, great. Um, because the title of the article or the post, which was an article, um, was Slugs Hate Copper. Oh. So I come bearing good news that if Cover you just, me in copper. Yeah. If you just wear <laughs> nothing but copper and then line your house with like a, a copper wall. Yeah. You can avoid your biggest fear. I mean, this is going to be my most expensive DIY project yet, but Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the return on investment is going to be outstanding. High risk, high reward. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And that Um, (laughs) actually reminds me of something um, because I got a bunch of calls from my cousin Lauren this week. Oh no! Um, (laughs) I was in the middle of cooking dinner and I saw that she called me way too many times for it to be anything other than an emergency. Um, So I dropped everything and called her back and she called to tell me that they were warming up a bag of frozen peas. And when they opened it, there was a dead snail. inside. (gasps) So give me your thoughts on what would you do if you opened a bag of peas to find a dead snail? I would sue for emotional battery. Absolutely insane. <laughs> and Nathan is shaking his head. And I know it's because he's like, you would sue a farmer. But no, I would sue Big Green Bean. <laughs> oh, big P. Big mm. Okay. <laughs> I, I recant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to be involved with anything called Big P. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. So I think, um, you know, I'd probably let that one slide, but I'd make an extra therapy appointment that week. Yeah. 
for sure um maybe for your birthday next month i'll just get you a copper bodysuit oh my god please do (laughs) i think copper is the 30th birthday traditional gift so (laughs) perfect we're doing great yeah it just it's all coming together it is it's perfect what's what's been on your timeline this week you know (laughs) i just have the the best tweet i've ever seen in my entire life um and it reads why is it called coconut meat and coconut milk coconut want to be a cow so bad (laughs) oh Oh, man and that just really tickled me that's so good yeah so good oh coconut hate you shout out um oh yeah you hate coconut well i'm allergic to it so it hates me it's mutual i don't really like the flavor either and when we lived together i feel like i always forgot that you were allergic to coconut (laughs) and i would always always, (laughs) and i would always put coconut in things that cooked yeah it's Uh, it's fine well i only found out about it um I don't know, 2015, probably when I was starting a new job. And on my first day, I had a um, a kind bar that was like chai coconut or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was eating it in the car on my way to my first day at this new job and my throat closed up. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you want for your first day on a job, is. I think, is just you- a... A quick allergic reaction to something. If you can't handle me at my most allergic, <laughs> then you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> Am I right, Marilyn? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was a very mild reaction, so I was fine. I didn't go to the hospital or anything. I just drank a lot of water. Yeah. I also always have a reaction to kind bars, but it's just because I think they're not good. So <laughs> it's more of an emotional reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more of a temper tantrum, kind of. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Did you have anything else? Are we good? I think we're good. Okay. I feel good. I feel great. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. What do you have for me today, Megan? Well, campers and co-camp counselor Madison (laughs) and Nathan, I guess. Today... Today, we're traveling to New Orleans. Now I know Mardi Gras is tomorrow. So maybe you're thinking we're headed there to join a parade and get some beads. But that is not the purpose of our trip. No, we're headed to the Big Easy to visit the New Orleans Pharmacy Museum. Ah, I'll grab my beignets. (laughs) Okay, great. Sure, I'll be able to stomach them after this. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a hurricane and rendezvous in front of the pharmacy museum. See you then. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. And I meant hurricane the drink, not Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
too soon. <laughs> did the did Hurricane the Drink originate prior to Katrina or was it irreverently named? I'm sorry, calling it Hurricane the Drink. So... <laughs> oh man, we you are know. gonna get hate mail. <laughs> anyway, fine. In 1823, Louis Dufilo opened a pharmacy in the French Quarter. He built the townhouse with a pharmacy on the first floor and living quarters on the second floor. Louis is America's very first licensed pharmacist. He was born in France, and his older brother was also named Louis. <laughs> sure. You know. And I just, you know, there are just so many names. You have to save on stationery somehow. <laughs> okay, real quick. Yeah. What year was this again? 1823 was when he opened the pharmacy. So he was the first. I just am trying to wrap my head around the first licensed. So they didn't. Thing. Yeah, they used to. Before that, they had pharmacists, but they mm -hmm. um, created a licensure process. And That's what he I was, was getting the, at. He was the first one to pass the test. And I think he may have helped um, put it together. That was my that was my suspicion is that he just decided to license himself. <laughs> no, it was um, a federal a federal sitch. But um, okay. I, th I think that he helped like set up the process. Okay, I'll allow it. So, yeah. Um, and pharmacists were more like doctors in those days. Um, Dufilo treated patients with things like plants, herbs, minerals, animal parts, hmm. insects, leeches, opium, and voodoo. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. All, All the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now this, of course, sent me down a voodoo rabbit hole. Um, oh, thank God. Yeah. So, and I've always known that there are different styles of voodoo, but I've never really mm -hmm. like dug into the differences. I just knew that it was different from hoodoo. It's, you know, different things, but I had no idea of the historical background of voodoo. So to start at the beginning, we have to go to West Africa where mm -hmm. the religion of Vodun has its origins. So the word Vodun means spirit in the African languages of Fon and Ewe. And Vodun is a religion with specific practices, religious leaders, and a set of deities. So it is oh. like a whole religion in Africa. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the divine creator of Vodun, Mawu, is an elderly woman. She's a mother who is gentle and forgiving. I love that. I love it. I love we a creator. We need more female creators. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so you may have heard of her youngest son, who is the guardian at the door of the spirits. His name is Legba. Does that ring a bell? Does not ring a bell. Okay. So in Haitian and Louisiana voodoo, he's known as Papa Legba. And he's hmm. like portrayed a lot in media when it comes to voodoo. He's like a popular character of hmm. voodoo. Um, like if you've ever watched, I don't think you watch American Horror Story, 
but in the season coven, he had a role. Um, so Haitian voodoo is an African diasporic religion that began to take shape when Western and Central Africans were brought to Haiti as slaves. Mm -hmm. And that was when, um, you know, French colonizers were in Haiti and the Roman Catholic church had a big presence there as well. So there is some of that influence on Haitian voodoo. Sure. Um, Louisiana voodoo has a belief system of its own and it's developed from traditions of the uh, African diaspora. A uh, key characteristic of Louisiana voodoo is the emphasis that is placed on voodoo queens and on Grigri, which is an amulet that um, is used to protect the wearer from evil and to bring good luck. Hmm. So as I was reading about voodoo, um, I started to realize that anytime I've seen it portrayed um, in like a movie or a TV show, or a donut. Uh, <laughs> yes, or a donut. Um, not so much about donuts in this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that it has been portrayed as like evil mm-hmm. uh, or like has like a negative connotation. And then I read yeah, this satanic. excerpt. Yeah. So then I read this excerpt on the Louisiana Voodoo Wikipedia page. Quote, Discourse among the white community concerning voodoo has been used to feed into sensationalist negative stereotypes of black people and communities of color, especially in the South. The religion became a viable area of discourse for white supremacists because of its subaltern existence, connections to African practices, anxieties about its connection to black conspiracy and slave rebellion, and its powerful women of color. Nothing is more classic. Right. Shouts yeah. out. Shouts out. Very American. Extremely American. Hate it. Um, yeah. So essentially, narratives surrounding voodoo practices were used to demonstrate threat of Black and female rebellion. Um, and I think because of this, you know, voodoo is portrayed as scary or evil when really it's neither of those things. Voodoo Mama Juju. Yeah. Voodoo Mama Juju. Love, love that bitch. (laughs) Okay. Back to the pharmacy museum. (laughs) We love a tangent. I love a tangent. In 1855, Dufilo sold the pharmacy to Dr. James Dupas, and that's when things started to take a turn. The pharmacy's popularity and reputation began to suffer because Dupas was engaged in experimental pharmacology, such as adding cocaine and heroin into prescriptions. Sure. Not great. We all had a doctor we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've all made complaints to the health department. Um, he performed medical experiments with razor sharp drills and scissors. Mm, nope. And uh, allegedly he experimented on pregnant slaves using unknown drugs and poisons that resulted in birth defects, miscarriages, and death of the mothers. Oh. And, yeah. And neighbors reported that they would often see patients enter and never leave. 
And this happened for over a decade. And no one pulled the ethics card. Right. Yeah. I don't know that ethics was like a thing in the mid 1800s. It just doesn't feel Um, like it was. What's the Hippocratic Oath? Isn't that it? Like, do no harm. Hippocrates was around way before this. Long time. Yeah. 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 If my timeline is correct. I think it is. So you'd think there could be some accountability, but guess not. Guess not. Eventually, though, Dupas did die of syphilis. So I feel good about that. I do, too. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, Following the death of Dupas, the museum or the building was restored to represent uh, Dufilo's apothecary. So the museum displays apothecary jars containing their original ingredients. They have old wheelchairs, medical instruments, eyeglasses, and surgical tools. And there's even one of those um, old ceramic jars that has leeches on the front of it, if you've ever Ooh. seen one of those. <laughs> the Pharmacy Museum is on the National Register of Historic Places. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The museum does not advertise that it's haunted, but the legends still exist, of course. (laughs) Some visitors believe that they've seen the ghost of Dupas in the museum. Quote, the ghostly images or the ghostly image of a short, stocky, late middle-aged man with a mustache has been spied roaming the premises. Wow. Yeah. So. I believe it. There's no way he's just like, there's no way he's not haunting people. Right. Yeah. He, you know, be out of character. If you're an asshole in life, you're probably going to be an asshole in death. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just makes my motto. (laughs) Put that on my tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So the pharmacy museum also serves as an event space. They have like a courtyard outside it's actually so cute and they do weddings there and um it literally looks like a cozy like magical wedding scene it's adorable i would want to have the ghost of what was his name dupas Dupas. i would want to have him officiate (laughs) yeah he's hard to get his schedule is like booked out yeah 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 i get it Um, So on the website for the museum, um, they have a section called Quarantine Time Machine. And they go back in time to other major pandemics and show like images and ordinances of the past. I wonder who that's geared toward. (laughs) Because I love history, but personally... When I am on the internet or on a museum's webpage, the last thing that I want to do is look at other pandemics. I, I already, I'm already getting it. I already know. I already know it. I don't yes. need to be reminded that this has happened before. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, I um, have some ordinances to read to you, <gasps> but um, it is. It really put things into perspective for me and made me realize that maybe a mask mandate isn't the worst ordinance that we've ever had in history. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'm so ready. 
Um, and just made me thankful for how far we've come in society. Amen. So uh, the first one is, quote, no person shall sell or offer for sale in public or private any blown, stale, decaying, putrid, rotten, or unwholesome meats, vegetables, fruit, or tainted meats, or fish, or any impure or unsound food, or any drink liable to be injurious to health, or the flesh of any animal that has died of disease, or which was diseased when killed. They had to... They had to explicitly make that rule. Right. And what like, about freedom of speech? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just feel like these are things that should be unsaid, you know? It, it goes back to the ethics thing. I think maybe ethics just took a break. <laughs> it clocked out for, <laughs> it clocked for out. the 19th century. Yeah. Please come back, ethics. <laughs> Please. All right. Uh, quote, no person shall sell or offer for sale any unwholesome, watered, or, uh, or adulterated milk, or milk known as swill milk, or milk from cows fed on swill, garbage, or other unhealthful matters, or any butter or cheese made from any such milk, or any unwholesome butter or cheese. I mean, I appreciate that. I do love cheese. Yeah, we don't want garbage cheese. No. Yeah. We have higher standards. <laughs> we do. I love that they thought about the, they clearly thought about the loopholes too. Like people are like, you can't make milk with this. And they're like, and, and? you can't make cheese or butter with it. We already we, know that that's where you're going. Yeah, we know what you're thinking. Yeah. Don't uh, do it. <laughs> um, this was all in the US, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was during yellow fever. Oh, okay. I think that was mid-1800s. Just extremely on brand for the United States government to have to mandate the common sense. Yeah, for them to have to mandate to not feed your your farm animals garbage, I think, mm-hmm. is so the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely on brand. <laughs> okay, the third one. Quote, whenever any horse, mule, cow, or other animal shall die, the keeper thereof shall have it forthwith removed to properly located and authorized factories to be disposed of for useful purposes under proper regulations or bury such animal beyond the inhabited portion of the city limits or cast the same into one of the boats moored to the nuisance wharves. And I read that one so that we could talk about nuisance wharves because (laughs) (laughs) the fact that... (laughs) Tell me everything. (laughs) I just, I don't know much about nuisance wharves, but it seems like a place where people would just dump their garbage um, and unwanted rotting animals. into a warb and I just feel like that can't be good. No, I would agree. Yeah. Um nuisance wars. <laughs> I'm just still processing. Yeah. Um is like do these still exist? 
is that what Florida is? <laughs> no hate to Florida, Floridians. Oh man! But like you have to, you know. Let's be realistic here. <laughs> Got him! Got him! <laughs> gotcha, Florida. <laughs> of America. <laughs> okay, now there are some shrimp ordinances. I know you were wondering. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Quote. Be it resolved by the Council of the City of New Orleans that from and after the first day of May to the first day of October, all stalls or stands where fresh crabs or shrimps are sold in the various markets of the city be required to be closed by 10 o'clock a.m. each and every day. Be it further resolved that the selling of fresh shrimps and crabs by peddlers upon the streets be forbidden under all circumstances during the months above stated. Like, why? You know, and I think that, like, if you're restricting my ability to buy and eat shrimp, I'm not going to be happy about it. These are my rights as a yeah. U.S. American. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And my favorite... This one is my absolute favorite. I'm ready. Quote, no person shall commit a nuisance in any public street, square, or other place whereby the purity of the atmosphere is liable to suffer. Can we please bring that back? Bring it back. I'm sick of the purity of my atmosphere suffering. Yeah, I did not consent (laughs) To that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the 19th century version of wear your goddamn mask. Yeah. (laughs) The atmospheric purity. It's just so vague. I love that, um, you know, how do you police that ordinance? (laughs) They have like a a barometer. I just measured the purity of the atmosphere and it is off the charts. (laughs) Who here is compromising the purity? (laughs) I have a few reviews. Okay. Um, The first review is from Cheryl and she says, Best museum ever, according to my teenagers. Very fascinating. That makes me not want to go. <laughs> if teenagers well, I, are into it, I'm I'm not into it. See, I was gonna say that if if teenagers like a museum, I don't know, maybe that's a sign of how good it is because teenagers don't like anything. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. So, I mean, a museum of all things, teenagers right. are not gonna be on board. Yeah. But, okay, um, that's a fair point. Now, maybe you have a fair point, though, is like if a teenager <laughs> likes it. <laughs> but this one um, by Cindy says, <laughs> this pharmacy student loved it. Cindy. Brag. You stop bragging. <laughs> this pharmacy student, you know, she's holding up both thumbs to herself. 
Yeah. (sighs) This more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and but this one's even better because there's a degree of separation. But Roy gave it five stars and said, "Um, (laughs) "Amazing, as the son of a pharmacist, just amazing." What is with these people? I, as the son of a pharmacist, who's going to tell him that like your parents' careers are not tied to who you are as a person anymore? Yeah, that uh, has has long ago been phased out. Yeah. Oh what my! Uh, as the yeah. son of a pharmacist. <laughs> uh, and that was the New Orleans Pharmacy Museum. Amazing. Amazing. Do they still practice voodoo? I hope so. I mean, voodoo is still practiced. Um, So, and then I didn't talk about hoodoo, but I read about it a little bit. And um, essentially, it there just isn't a religious aspect to it. So, I don't even really know what hoodoo is. It's uh, like magic. Okay, but there's no religious aspects so like voodoo vodun they all have that aspect but there are also deities that they worship Got voodoo it. is a bit more free form mm. yeah okay that makes sense very interesting wow yeah. very well done thank I've you i've never been to new orleans so can we go when the world opens Yes, I've been a few times and I'm sad I never went to the pharmacy museum. I'm sure I walked past it. Yeah. Uh, Is there an emergency? Yeah, there's an emergency. The purity of the atmosphere has been compromised. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Well, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Do we have any housekeeping cabin keeping you know i just want to say if you are enjoying what we do here please consider visiting our patreon we want to talk about you we want to see your name pop up on our patreon and then just have a full discussion about how much we love you on our podcast Mm -hmm. yeah so you know the museum camp under patreon patreon.com slash the museum camp look us up Join in. Yeah. Join in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll get a shout out and maybe a little something, something later on. Yeah. For sure. No promises, but you know, anything's possible. (laughs) It's not outside of the realm of possibility. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) In the meantime, um, find us on any social media platform. Name one. We're on it. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you all know. the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The museum camp. Yep. Yeah. You can visit our website, the museum oh, okay. camp. I did not I did not catch that social cue. <laughs> <sighs> Go ahead and just finish okay. her off. 
Okay. <laughs> Visit our website, themuseumcamp.com. We've got oodles of information on there that you would just love probably to learn mm-hmm. about. Um, and, you know, if you have any questions, if you have any Wikipedia pages, if you have any museums, email us. Hello at themuseumcamp.com. Yes. Each um, museum we report on, we also have a corresponding blog post. Yeah. So, and it includes not only all the stuff we talk about, but it includes um, our sources and further reading material. Often there are little documentaries. So, I highly recommend you check that out. Um, I'm just hoping someone's reading those because it does take a lot of work to write them it out. It does. And, you know, if... <laughs> If you're even sl- <laughs> if you're even slightly titillated by one of these museums, go look up the corresponding blog post and yeah. you know learn more. Mm-hmm. We encourage it. We love we love learning. We love learning, <laughs> and we will see you all next week. Bye, Bye. friends. Shit, I forgot to go on mute. We got to do it all over. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw my computer.